Let's wake and bake with the boys Pull out some weed and get high Dude smoking on the bong while Scotty's talking Way too long, got time to smoke one more Taking the message to the people now Keep smoking and growing and watching prohibition fall down Wake and Bake America, 484, hanging out. Um, after a cool little uh, interview, I don't know I want to call it an interview, but talk with Soup you had out there yeah, yesterday's man. show. I was learning Definitely. stuff, man. We was exploring concepts, man. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened yet, listen back to the show that was put out yesterday, and it was a cool hang with uh, Scotty, Soup, and Guru. Yes. All right. Today is Wake and Bake, 484, brought to you by Optic Foliar, Arc Screen Solutions, as well as uh, a little else bit of Raymond Nutrients. Yeah. Um, coming up today, you know how we do it. We got what's growing on. Scotty's been reading. He's got a bunch of stuff to talk about what he's been reading, which is good. <laughs> a little, believe it or not, believe it or not, vapor pressure deficit. But this is coming from my angle this time. And, nice. Uh, grow talk. Uh, what, what the DGC smoking on and all that good stuff, man. How you been? How you been? I've been really good, man. I've definitely been better than, than, than Stoney Montana. I called Stoney Montana because he told me that he uh, actually got his, his uh, cannabis yanked at the airport, at Denver Airport. And I was like, really? Nobody, nobody ever gets their cannabis yanked at Denver Airport. And uh, so I had to call him. I called him and got the whole story. Uh, Stoney, it was a fucking hilarious story, man. You are executive producer of show 484. And uh, so it turns tell, out, man, can you, you can't tell us what happened or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, turns out that you can actually fly with cannabis. Nobody seems to bust your balls. You just can't fly with it with a straight razor, man. I guess with a what? A straight razor. Stony Montana okay. shaves with a straight razor. So he was just going, you know, I don't know. He was, I guess he shaved and then he just threw his razor in the bag with him right next to all his weed and, uh, and hopped on, on the plane. And I guess they don't like that very much, man. Straight, yeah, so straight razor is like one of those things that's really freaking sharp. And it's yep. basically just like a blade with a handle, right? Oh, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So that got through onto the plane? No, no, no that did not get through. And it turns gotcha. out you, sh- you shouldn't put it with your weed either. So man. what? But then, so then they found the cannabis and just mm-hmm. said, you can't have they, this? Yeah, I think just they just took it away. Or maybe they made him smoke it all right there. You know. Well, technically, you're still standing. I don't know. I, could, I shouldn't say technically, but I always told you. I, I think always airports told are some kind of federal space, though, no? I, thought there was some I was told at Denver, you're always given the option to uh, take it back to your car or throw it away if you don't have the time or whatever. I guess unless it's like maybe over the legal amount. I don't right. know. But right. straight razor is a good reason to uh, don't that combine would, those two. That's a dough right there. You know, you're just like, dough. Why did I do that? So anyway, right. I thought it was mildly funny. I hope it wasn't too much cannabis that was, uh, that was thrown out. And uh, Stony Montana, keep on pushing, man. Love it. All right, I'll hey, take it. Let's do. What's up? Real quick, man. We I, I so forgot, man. Mrs. Real was like, "Hey, you got a shout out on Dude Grows." We have. Uh, I guess you. I forgot totally, man. Remember we did that back in the day when you could buy a shout out on Dude Grows, spend your nugs, and, and get a a shout out mm-hmm. on the show. Yeah. Heathcliff, man, coming through. Here I go. Shout out to Nestor and Stony Montana. Speaking of the devil, right there, and everyone participating <laughs> in the Fino Hunt. <laughs> 
Also, special thanks to the entire DGC, and last but not least, the dude, Scotty, and Guru, and the entire cast for that matter. Nestor and Snowy decided it would be a good idea to take me up to the Alpha Team. Whoa, man, Alpha Dog. <laughs> for additional testing for Nomad Grown, I'm honored and just wanted to pay tribute and peace to everybody in the crew and pray for the hurricane victims. Heathcliff. All right. Right on. Man. That was a well done shout out. Nice. Thanks, man. Dude, I looked yesterday. I was, try- I was trying not to, uh, a couple days ago, rather, I guess, and I was trying not to really focus on the hurricane too much because, you know, it's not too much you can do about it. And about 11 o'clock, I just looked, and it was just right over the farm, just the, the eye wall, just hovering over the farm. I mean, it's great. Bamboo nursery, man. They're picking up a few bamboo uh, containers today. What can you do? It's kind of like a cleanse. Yeah. You know? Yeah, kind of like a cleanse where somebody comes into your house and throws everything all the fuck around, man. <laughs> yeah, it's very cathartic. You're right. <laughs> all right, so that's. Yeah, I don't mean to insult anybody. I hope everybody down there didn't get too uh, too stirred up or their property damaged, etc. But some of them definitely did, especially down in them keys. Yeah, man, they had some gusts, decent gusts. That's what I get for talking shit on the hurricane, man. Shows up right at my at my nursery. <laughs> Well, let's do, uh, before we get into what's going on, man, we got a uh, primetime supporter here. Who you got, man? Oh, man, I got Optic Foliar. Dinesh from Optic Foliar really was an early adopter of the Dude Grows Show. Saw what we were doing, popped on. And, man, I like what he's doing. There's a lot of people, not a lot of people um, that are just specializing in foliar treatments. And it's important. You can get a lot of, of extra oomph out of your plants by feeding them through the leaves, too. Yeah, primarily plants feed through the, uh, through, through the roots, but plants do feed through the leaves just the same way we can absorb things through our skin transdermally uh the plants can do it uh what, what would it be man transfoliarly translaminarly how do you say that guru come on man anyway through the leaves man so optic foliar's got some cool stuff that pierces the mesophyll layer and gets that in, gets the nutrition mesophilic is it mesophilic mesophil mesophilic <laughs> mesophilic anyway. Fair enough, sir. Right. Anyway, and plus, yeah, like you said, man, Dinesh has always been throwing down. You come to the DGC Cups, he's been to both the Cups we had, both times coming all the way out from uh, Vancouver, uh, provides pr- plenty of samples for the crew, and has just treated us well. So Yeah, wanna- he's just got a simple, you know, simple formulas. You know, he's got three or four products, man, where they just get in. They get in, they get in that nutrition. One of them's even got a little pyrethum if you're looking to get a little bit of, uh, of pest control in there. But he's, it's able to get in and stay in, which I think is important, man, so... Good deal, Optic Foliar. Good on you. All right. Well, I'm going to take it here and what's going on right to uh, a quick discussion about the vapor pressure. Prefer, uh, pressure deficit. Yes, so I was in my garden. The VPD Got chart. a couple of videos. If you're hearing this, guys, over dudegrows.com, I got a video up, another video, just update on the, uh, the, the room I got the two closet cases in. And I was in there, and I looked at my temp, and it's, you know, up around... 81 i looked at my humidity it was at 48 and then i was like shit man i get let me go let me go look at this again real quick right you know let me th- rethink this and so you're and 81 so searched, and 48 right yeah so you're so you're like, out of vpd baby you're too light i'm yeah <laughs> so i went to i just searched cannabis and vpd and that and i came across a cool article shout out to high times because that talked about you know not always it, I, I get there's that vpd chart you guys can Google it and look at, sure. um, I guess it's a general guide, but I don't think the whole thing is specific. And I don't think people are saying that to cannabis. For example, they mentioned when you're going into 
later in flowering. You know, they say as you move through the flower stage, the VPD would then follow it between, these are the numbers on the chart, 13 to 15.5. And this is weeks five through the end of your flowering. What temperature so, you're at? So if you're, because I'm, I'm looking at temp, I guess just go by temperature and then I trace it out to a, a certain humidity I should be. When I'm, when I'm looking at this chart, it says 66, 68, 70, you know, all the way down to 90 degrees or up to 90 degrees. And then there's a few gold boxes. Like there's like two to three gold boxes that represent certain humidity zone. So if I'm at 75 degrees Fahrenheit, the gold boxes, the golden zone is at 70 to 65 to 70% humidity. So what this is telling me at 75 degrees Fahrenheit, I should be at 65, 70% humidity. But dude, let me just for the, for the hell of it, go up to like 84% or 84 degrees Fahrenheit. If I'm at 84 degrees Fahrenheit, it's telling me I should be at 75 to 80% humidity. That's pretty high, no? I don't know if I'm getting good crystal production at, at, at that well, uh, humidity. That's what they're saying. In the weeks, the weeks five through the end... You're going to go between 13 and 15 and a half on this VPD chart. And that would, okay, lower temps. We're at temp 74. So if I go to the temp 74 on this chart, and then I go over to 13 to 15, my humidity is at 45%. So they're, they're recommending for cannabis, of course. That's where I wouldn't follow this chart when I'm getting later into flowering. Yeah, I agree, get- but it, it kind of depends. Well, maybe not, though, man, because if you go down, maybe that's why you pull your temperatures down. You go later in the flowering, so let's say we're going to pull it, if we could. Can we pull it down to 70, 77 degrees? If so, it would be anywhere from 70 to 75% humidity. If we went to 75 degrees, it would be anywhere from 65 to 70% humidity. So it does... You know, it's kind of interesting. It stays like that till you get to like 70 degrees, man, which who the hell is going to run a flowering room at 70 degrees? That would cost you a fortune. But at that point, you're at 60 to 65% humidity. So I don't know. Is it making any sense? I just want to make the point of it when you guys are looking at this. I don't get into it too heavy, as you know. And if you've listened to the show, we have discussions on it. And I'm like, you know, I just have my humidity here in flower and here in veg, but there are different points. Early flower, first month of flower into the fifth week of flower, depending on how many weeks you're straying flowers, um, you can have pretty damn high humidity. But don't, I'm not going to follow that chart exactly when I get into the second month and be careful with your high humidity levels and well, later yeah, flower. But the, take with the different uh, like levels of VPD, you're pretty much controlling the metabolism of the plant and how much nutrient you want it to be uptaking. Because um, it's, it's just going to uptake it, then transpire it out into the environment. Um, yeah, I mean, these, you know, seven, it's just not practical for us to keep you know, temperatures down to, in the 60s and the 70s, which is what you need to be in the 60 to 65% humidity range. You know, very, very low 70s. So, you know, I, I don't know, maybe if you have a hell of an air conditioner, you're just running one or two lights. But I've never done it like this. I just last night cleaned out my, uh, I hadn't ran it in a while, my humidifier that has the uh, quarter inch uh, feed line with a float valve sure you know kind of a pretty decent humidifier it does mm-hmm. up to like 300 square feet or something really kicks out a good it's it's horticultural specific if you will <laughs> Love um it. and i'm starting to run that. i'm gonna make a video of how i have it set up on my uh um light sensor to turn on with the lights and i upped it i upped my humidity to like 70 percent. so and to, i'm usually like whoa i shouldn't do that so so it's we'll, pre- we'll vapor it pressure out. deficit means you know deficit is you know lack of vapor pressure it's the pressure. drying capacity of the air yeah that, i For mean that, every 20 degrees that air temperature goes up it can double the amount of water it can hold that makes sense so if, if you've got pressure vapor pressure water pressure from the air water vapor pressure pushing on the leaf it's not going to let it transpire and if it's not going to transpire it's not going to suck up more nutrient 
So, I mean, it does make sense that where you would want the, the higher humidity, it's going to, the water pressure is actually pushing on the plant. Uh, so I would think, you, you know, you would want to err on the side of lower. It can, but you can certainly have too little humidity, no? Too little vapor pressure deficit. Of well, course. Yeah, and, and that's going to cause the plant to close all its stomatas and uh, to prevent, like, water loss. From what is this white zone right here? I see the, the yellow the one zone. One thing, just listen, I want to, you know, before we talk about the image too much more. To right. Just, I don't know. To some, once we talk, this might tick some listeners off so much about VPD. I'm like, okay, now it's just, like, cannabis is very, it's a w- pretty wide range. It depends on what strain you have, what genetics, et cetera. I've seen people grow the dank out here in Colorado, and their humidity has been 20% or less the whole time. Right. Now, did they maximize what they could do? No. But I just don't I want to get the message. If you guys pull up the VPD chart and look at it, and you start, oh, shit, i got to get this. I'm, or Don't stress on it a ton to where it's just one of those areas that if everything else is dialed, start playing with this. Yeah, it's not to and live or die for, but it is something to understand where you go, wait a minute, man, how does, how does humidity affect uh, the way my plants grow? Oh, I get it, man. You know, there's vapor pressure. There's, you know, just like when I walk out of a pl- the airplane in Florida and I can feel the freaking vapor on me. I can feel the humidity on me, you know, <laughs> thick. You know, that stuff's all your leaves can feel that too. And your leaves are supposed to transpire. They're supposed to be pulling nutrients out from the, you know, your reservoir, your soil, your root zone, and up through the plant and, and evaporating those into the air and then getting more nutrients and, you know, and photosynthesizing the whole time. So I, I get it, man. It does make sense, and it's something that will make you a better grower if you understand it. So I'm glad we are bringing it up, dude. All right, guys. For you guys on the video show, I just took off my green suit, and I'm back. (laughs) Uh, It definitely wasn't that I didn't have my camera on for a little bit. But anyway. Hey, let's do a show about smoking weed, man. Growing weed, but let's not act high ever, okay? No matter what. No no mistakes are ever (laughs) allowed here, dude. Anyway, all right, back into what's growing on, man. What have you been reading? You've been reading Martin A. Lee's Smoke Signals. Martin A. Lee, okay, he's got this book called Smoke Signals out. I've had it for probably a year in, in my Audible. It's long, man. It's like 12 hours long or something like that. Dude, it is so, it's the history of cannabis. It's like, you know, from, you know, thousands of years ago, 5,000 years ago till, you know, last year, you know, a couple years ago. It just totally talks about all the players and it's really interesting, man. There are so many, you know, I'll call them cannabis heroes, true cannabis heroes, guys that really risk their ass to, uh, uh, take cannabis from basically the you know the the reefer madness times what was that just a couple generations ago people were like you know reefer i think they were saying that in texas you get death it was selling cannabis to a minor was punishable by death in the 50s and 60s (laughs) people were getting five years for lighting up a joint and whatnot and they were doing it there was guys that were showing up and, and lighting up in the police station just being like arrest me man let's fucking go you know and there's you know there was all these people that were just like this is ridiculous man we're fighting for this plant and meanwhile while they're doing this by the way like in the 50s and the 60s everybody has hopped up all the squares are hopped up on amphetamines and diet (coughs) pills and they were even talking about like nixon would walk around the white house in the 70s all loaded up on pills and drunk just talking to the pictures and talking to the walls and shit (laughs) scare the shit out of you man checking out who's been running the uh running the world for for a while man so it just was really neat man and it's just really uh like really inspiring all the people some of my most of them are kind of either really old or dead now the guys that were pushing forward in the 50s and 60s and 70s but man i just thought i don't know i was thinking about doing a segment like a cannabis hero segment because it's 
these guys are fucking amazing, man. Without people that were risking their ask. Uh, yeah, you tied in. It, this, I, I, did you hear about this other cat from this? The guy that had glaucoma. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, was he featured in the book? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. This guy has glaucoma, man. I wrote his name down. So Bob Randall was his name. He died in like I think the nineties or two, you know, whatever, or early two thousand, something like that. But um. This guy had glaucoma. He was a fucking cab driver, actually. And it was like the early 70s, maybe late 60s, early 70s. I think it was the early 70s. And they go, dude, you're going to go blind. You're 23 years old. By the time you're 30, you'll go blind. You probably got three or four more years left. And so somebody said to him, here, try some cannabis. And they gave, they gave him some cannabis. He smoked it. He goes, instantly, he could see. And I know it's ironic that he's a driver and then he's going to go blind. But he said, instantly, he could see that, uh, like, these halos that he was seeing everywhere just went away. And it was because cannabis relieves the ocular pressure in your eye and so he goes dude That's what's super up? cool you, but not just, he went, goes to uh, uh, talk about do some research on it and he finds out that the government knew this shit there was ophthalmological papers that were that had been uh, submitted already that that they found this stuff out and the government suppressed it and I just, it doesn't take a genius to figure out why the government suppresses, it was, was really scared about cannabis. Cannabis is the one thing that really, for me anyway, I find it helps me empathize. I, help, I find it helps me see other people's side of things and I can put myself in other people's shoes and be like, okay, man, you know, you're not so bad. You got a right to think that way, you know, even with people, uh, maybe I don't agree with them. And that's not really the way that, that the, the world works, or at least that the government wants it to work. Seems like it's us versus them, you know. What team are you on? Well, at least he got his cannabis from that uh, from from the government. It goes Randall's pot is grown on a five acre federal farm near the University of Mississippi, which we've everybody you know and I won't say everybody's heard about, but right. we talked about. It goes rolled into cigarettes in North Carolina and dispensed in brown tinted plastic prescription bottles by NIDA. He st- Randall describes the taste as very metallic. And flat. Whoa. Yeah, supposedly they don't do them no favors. I don't even think they destem and seed it before they roll it. He goes, the first thing I have to do is unroll them and destem and seed the shit, man. And then roll them back into decent dupes. Now, we've all, you know, we've done see what the GG's smoking on, strain reviews here and there. And some people have those great descriptions of sandalwood and the scent of or the skin of white grapes as you say mm. i do like how he describes that as very meta- how does this taste for you randall do they do a good job oh the it's very metallic Ugh. and flat man crazy. i'm sure i mean i don't love this guy this this guy he won his court case and then they were like fine well you you can smoke cannabis and then he was like well how do i get cannabis because there's no way to grow it and so as a fucking lawyer, I like must have had some money or something. There's some balls anyway. His lawyer goes back and goes, the government, if, if you're going to make growing cannabis illegal and this guy has a medical necessity for cannabis, then you have to grow it for him. The government's like, fuck, man. <laughs> so, but the lawyer, they kept, and then they were like, fine, we'll grow it for you, but you have to smoke it under doctor's supervision. Motherfucker lawyered up again, says, no, I don't. They go, dude, you have to keep it all in a safe at your house. Nope, no, I don't, man. Lawyered up, and he just gets to smoke where he wants. He's a free man. He's medical patient number one is how they described him. 
I thought government's medical patient number one. I thought that was cool as shit. So Bob Randall, I know you're not with us anymore, but uh, big ups to you, man. You are definitely a cannabis hero and somebody that uh, uh, really pushed. You know, think about. I was thinking about the word responsibility. I got a 12 year old, so I talk about it all the time. It's the ability to choose your own response. Homeboy could have laid down any time he wanted, man. He didn't have to go blind over it, but he could have got his shit and, you know, and, and okay, I'll smoke it under doctor's supervision. I'll smoke it on, uh, uh, I'll keep it in a safe. And he kept on pushing and pushing for what was right. That's badass, man. Yeah, and he even, there's a picture over here that looks like somebody made a meme. If you scroll down to the bottom of this article, you guys, all these uh, show notes, if you want the links of what we're talking about, episode 484. Real cool picture of him here with, like, he's standing outside. It looks like it's kind of chilly. There's snow on his hair. There's snow on the collar of his jacket. Like, he looks like he might be shivering a little. Like, he's got a little cup of coffee and a huge sign hung around him that's about half as big of his body that says, pot is fun. Yes. <laughs> Must be protesting somewhere. I love it. I love it, too. Uh, man. Pot is fun, man. It's uh, It got so, that's what this book showed me, man. It's so fucking demonized, man. And maybe they're just scared. If people are having fun, they won't be so angry and won't be willing to uh, t- to jump on a side and be so uh, so indignant about that's things. A, that's a really good one-liner for some people, too. But why do you smoke cannabis, man? Pot is fun. It's fun, man. <laughs> Love it. So anyway, there are hundreds and hundreds of cannabis heroes in this book. I actually ordered a hard copy of it so I can... Uh, is a hard copy a paperback? Is it still a hard copy? Anyway, so I can just kind of read through it and highlight them, and hopefully I'll be, I'll be highlighting some of these folks, man. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, every once in a while, but every once in a while it'd be nice to feature a, a, what are we saying, cannabis hero? Cannabis hero, man. Come on. We already got the song for it, man. Why not? Hell yeah. All right. Well, now tell me about, now tell me about breaking laws. Breaking you laws? Yeah, you said if it's law, something. I don't know if you read this also. Yeah, here. man, where is okay? I was just thinking about this. I was listening to this book this morning, and it just talked about how these people were, you know, basically like civil disobedience. And they were saying if a law is actually Gandhi said this: if a law is unjust, it's your responsibility to break it. And I, I just was thinking about that. Like that's how we got from reefer madness to to legalize and recognize as medicine in in a couple generations. You know, and it's it's important that those people did you know fight for uh, uh, cannabis freedoms. And you know, people were saying it'll make you into a lunatic murderer. And you know, it took a lot of courage to be able to uh, make alliances and say no, it won't. You know, I mean, shit. It was really if you think about like back in the day, like pre-internet days and whatnot. It was fucking scary trying to have a, a dissenting point of view. You know, fuck a mob yeah. would show up at your house, man. You know? Oh, definitely, you know? Yeah, it was, it was scary, man. So, I mean, the fact that uh, these people did this. And, and I, I was thinking about Jay Maestro is who I was thinking about. You know, it was in court right now. Um, it's, it's civil disobedience. You know, uh, allegedly, if, if, if it is even true. I've never seen Jay Maestro grow any plants, man, so I don't know any of this stuff. But if he grew some clones, man, and was trying to medicate himself because he thought it was good medicine. I mean, dude, that's the civil disobedience I'm talking about. And Florida needs to wise the fuck up, man. You know, and, and in general, we need to let people make their own medicine. It's been, and, and yeah, it's been so... Not that long ago, when we look at before Prohibition, and you look at like, you know, I was looking through before we did this story, there's like Eli Lilly, right? Huge, huge pharmaceutical company. Right. And this is back in the 30s. They were selling, I'm looking at a picture here of a fluid extract cannabis, American cannabis, and it's and it says alcohol 80%. So this is basically 
just a concentrated alcohol extract of cannabis, sure. maybe something like the Rick Simpson oil or something. And that's by Eli Lilly, and it was prescribed for all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. Um, and then just this short period with that marijuana tax act, I'm talking, and it is going by the big picture. It's really a short period that prohibition went into effect and is now falling right. compared to how long humans have been enjoying cannabis. Um, it really will only take one more generation. Pro- I'm hoping, you know, once like the sessions generation's completely gone, right. you know, probably I agree. good to go. But we got to keep opening our mouths, man. That's what I was going to say about like, I agree. If, if, if this podcast, it's so, of course we're doing a podcast. Of course we're getting on, on here and screaming, grow your own. It's not that hard here. We'll help you. Um, because we have the tools to do it. It's like our responsibility almost to, to, to go out and help, help your, your, I just try to, grow. you know, I'm not an, I'm not an activist. I will actually, I mean, I'll vote for, I try to vote for these things that need to be informed people. But like one of the biggest things, if you have the opportunity, like we just had a block party on our court and had some buddies over more than, I don't know, about maybe half of us toke. And then my neighbors, which all the neighbors hung out as an eclectic mix, but they all know I grow and smoke. Right. So they're like, let's go in your house, man. Let's go down your house and get higher real quick. I'm like, no, I'll just go get my bowl and we'll, we can hit it out here. Nobody's going to, you know, next thing you know, like the neighbor's two houses down that are retired, older. He's a, a Vietnam veteran. Um, and I'm like, I mentioned to her, I'm like, hey, I got some, I got this stuff called Harlequin now. And it's really a great beginner. Like anybody, and she's like, oh yeah, sometime that sounds good. I'm like, screw that. I'll be right back, you know, and go get my little sample sure. kit, which I'll give them a brand new glass one that's never been used because right. I got a bunch of those. And that's the most easiest thing for people is like get them into something easy. And even a bowl with like a carb on it sure. or whatever might be a little confusing. The next thing I know, like 25 minutes later, I'm like, hey, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, hey, I gave uh, her a little. And she's like, I know. I was just down there showing her how to use it. I'm like, yes. They're loving it. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> So it was just giving people the opportunity. It's just I I loved it the opportunity like to somebody like that. I'm like, here you go, man. If you don't want to use this at all, don't use it. If you like it, tell me. I'll hook you up more. I'm not a dealer, man. I just like to help out my neighbors and making the normalcy is what I'm getting at mainly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's breaking that stereotype, man. It's that you're not going. Oh my god, you're not going to act the fool because you smoked a little bit of weed. You know, maybe the only time they saw somebody smoke some weed and act the fool was when they were drunk as shit or whatever. But you know, it's it's not the case, man. And you know what was also really cool about that that uh, what's it called that uh, smoke signals book is they were talking about how cannabis and there's a lot of research as opposed to it being a gateway drug, it's actually the opposite. And they cite Willie Nelson who talks about how he used to smoke and drink a ton, and then he just kind of traded it all for smoking weed, and it just does him fine. You know, I was. Re- find that really interesting man also when yeah. when they tried to do studies on on americans they were like uh the the nor- the the most weirdest thing that you can be in america is somebody that abstains from everything they're like nobody does that <laughs> the, the most weirdest tom the, i don't know about the most weirdest when I, I shouldn't say that. They mo- the most uh, abnormal thing you could be when they were like okay this is in the 60s and 70s right these guys the 12 percent are on amphetamines you know six percent smoke cannabis you know the these guys are on uh, you know these guys use illicit drugs these guys you know 12 18 uses opiates and they were like point zero 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 one percent doesn't smoke drink do anything <laughs> you know they were like that's by far the the you know the the leanest of all all the uh, market segments. I just thought that was funny. All right, that is funny. Ha 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 ha! Thank you, just thank kidding. you. Gratuitous <laughs> laugh. 
Where's the studio tracks, man? That would I, we could never do that. I could never have studio laugh track on oh, the show. Oh man, what be... was that show? Oh yeah, the the weed show, the Kathy Bates weed show. That laugh track is just intense, man. I want to party with have the you people watched, on that Have you laugh watched track. all those? How many seasons? How many episodes are there? About three minutes. I started watching TV with my wife a couple days ago, or just like Saturday night, and I was like, dude, I really just want to go listen to my soil book. Is that so wrong, man? Can either hang out with a biker gang on TV or listen to my soil book and actually learn something I can use, man. So I left and listened to my soil book, but I felt lame about it, okay? Well, I'm going to tell you before we move on about the Remo nutrients. Yes, sir. Guys. Yes, sir. Check him out. If you don't know, you can always search Urban Ramo, Rainbow Nutrients. Uh, he's got a bunch of good videos out. He's a pretty damn active YouTuber. Yes, sir. Everything from smoke sessions to touring some pretty cool grows uh, in his own grow that he's always having some fun in with his own nutrients. Award-winning, I will tell you, nutrients. Um, actually, he's won many awards. I don't have it in front of me right now because I do keep competing up there um, on the medical side in British Columbia. Um, but coming up here short enough, I always like to, to say we're going to do, I'm going to do the hashtag no spill versus hashtag, I don't know what the gurus garden gurus living soil or not living soil. I shouldn't say that you're doing a blend. Last I heard you were mixing a blend. Now I heard you're doing something different. Huh? I don't know. It, it, for, it's for, under wraps. Right? We're still, I just got off the phone with Tad Hussey about, uh, about 20 minutes ago. All right. We're still in development with some stuff, man. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Some okay. cool stuff. Look, I'm just reading the book last night, man. I'm just learning about this shit. All right. <laughs> anyway, in a nutshell, I'm going to be doing my uh, probably just. Uh, I just have to I'm stay sure. one lesson ahead of Guru, man. All right. With the organic yeah. stuff. And I'll be right. <laughs> I thought it would be fun to do like the. Um, it's going to be, yeah, the hashtag no spill. Um, Mechanic Cocoa, the Ramo Nutrients. First seeing something that is, is going to be a bunch of organic inputs and more of a soil that feeds instead of a liquid feed. Is yeah, what but I say. want to say something, man, is that it's not, you know, what? it's a whole different philosophy, man. This is like, uh, totally. Yeah, you know, going from mountain biking to road biking, all right, or vice versa, man. So I don't know if that's a good analogy or not, but. <laughs> you got to give them a break a little bit, a little bit of a learning curve as far as to start reading the soil and start reading the plants. You're using a totally different toolbox, man. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve with organics. So I just want to put that out there. Totally. Totally, man. I'm going to uh, – I just want to – I'm not saying my way is right or his way is wrong by any means. Uh, but it will be fun to see how, you know, using the same genetics and the same lighting, how it rolls. Yeah, that, no, I, I mean, there's just different philosophies, man. There, re there really is. And, man, I'll, I'll save it for tomorrow, man. We're about to talk about how the soil feeds tomorrow. It got bumped to tomorrow's show. But it is absolutely just beautiful and unbelievable and a tight system. Not a lot of waste, not a lot of leakage. You know, if, if in nature, when you look at those evergreen trees growing in the mountains there that are, are making all their nutrients themselves and solubilizing from rock and, and with a little bit of water that they get, it's freaking amazing they're green and that it all works, no? Yeah, it is. That, that could take me, you know, I'll wind this, wind this out because we always sometimes get on a little ramp. Sure. We're giving some shout-outs to supporters. Uh, the Velo, Velo, Velo Kelp from Rainbow Nutrients. I know how much you love kelp, Scotty. I'm going to give it, if you guys want to try one of their products, try this Velo Kelp. It's, uh, Wait, just say that again. I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding. What kind of kelp? V-E-L-O. Oh. It's not like, it's okay. just called yeah, Velo, Velo or Velo Kelp. Okay, got um, it. But yeah, it's a liquid kelp with some other things in there as well. Um, you foliar spray or just water in. I mean, there should be kelp in anybody's program, in my opinion. I'm sure you agree with that. If you're using Recharge, you're getting kelp. But, I absolutely uh, yeah. agree, man. Absolutely agree. Need a little hormones right, that, in there, man. 
<laughs> that being said, um, where are we at? We're going to see what the DGC is smoking on? Yeah, man. Here we go. Hashtag DGC Dank, man. I guess it's working. Potsy Weeder. You, you met Potsy Weeder recently, right? I did the uh, stoner stereotype with Potsy Weeder. And what happened was I was supposed to meet Potsy Weeder, actually to hick him up with the Rainbow Nutrients Pack, uh, and went out and grabbed a little sushi. I'm like, I'll cook up right when we're done. And I ended up just driving right on home. And I was like, holy shit. Smooth Called up Potsy. It's all good. I think Potsy Weeder's going to be hanging out with us in the studio right. this, uh, this week. So no we're worries. good to go. But well, what's he got you here? You've been smoking this dank, man. This corkle looks beautiful, man. Yes, it does. It says, hey, buds, since I don't have any ladies currently in bloom after this summer's upgrade... Thought I'd share some photos that a ride or die brother, very talented photographer slash artist, took when visiting back in July before I got cleaned out by the last round of gifted donations. Okay, so starting to feel like Homer in the Shining spoof episode because right. no TV and no beer make Homer go crazy. No, it says no <laughs> Bloom Garden makes Potsy go something something <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. I love it, man. Beautiful, beautiful cool. flower there. Potsy, I'll smoke some of that with you. I'm in your hometown, it's man. tasty. Yeah, bring it on by. A thousand nugs to Potsy, guys. Dugs can be used over on DudeRose.com under DGC Shop. Deal, you can pick man. up can, fans, nutrients, swag, whatever you'd like, or just go log into the site, check out Grow Talk, post some more Grow Talk. That's where we get our Grow Talk, and you get nugs. The whole time you're hanging out. Yes. Yes. Dude, can I can I uh, hashtag DGC review just to piss the dude off and say hashtag? Um, dude, I was uh, hanging out in the recharge dungeon. I think it was Saturday night, man. I was just sitting there cleaning and labeling a bunch of recharge. And, uh, dude, I turned. I looked at all the podcasts, and I was thinking, which podcast do I want to listen to, man? So I, I hadn't listened to Grow From Your Heart for a while. Threw on Rasta Jeff because he had a, uh, a, a flushing episode. Dude, it was interesting, man. Really good show, man. Rasta Jeff, uh, if you guys don't know Grow From Your Heart, check it out, man. That is an excellent uh, growers-oriented cannabis show, man. And I will say that uh, he had me thinking, man. He starts talking about holding in your hits. He's like, I'm against holding in my hits, man. The shit goes in your lungs. It's in there. You're good, man. You don't need to hold it in. You're just causing damage. I was like, huh. And so he kind of convinced me, man. He did it very thoroughly, man. A very thorough, convincing job. I'm not holding in my hits anymore, man. I mean, how long would you try? I mean, I always thought, yeah, like holding in your hit to, to a degree, not like crazy, but he's like, you're just like, losing oh, air, man. man. That's all you're doing. You're just this is the lightheaded. last bit of cannabis I have, and I'm running out the door, and I want to be as high as long as I can. So you just Well, he's telling me he does half it. gram dabs. He's telling me on the podcast. I like it when people on the podcast, I think they're actually talking to me, but they're actually just doing a podcast. But he goes, dude, I'll do a half gram dab. He goes, I'll just do one of them, one and done. I'm like, fuck, don't cough and blow that one, man. A half gram dab. It's like a 15, 20 gram dab, man. Or $20 dab. That's crazy. Oh, yes, it is. Interesting. It is. Interesting. Hashtag, so. man. Hashtag. I love them Before Colorado the news, folks, man. Hope to hang out with them as well. Good crew. With the, the whole hashtag, it's like just one of those things that I, I, I need to uh, totally understand, which is fine. And then the other thing is it just kind of ticks me off the way the general humanity is going with the internet sometimes because I missed... Uh, being able to go to a friend's like not a huge deal, kind of like surprise birthday thing, because his wife texted me like two days before it and goes, "Oh shit, I forgot to tell you because I know if, I forgot you guys don't Facebook." So it's one of those things where like 
the invite and everybody's talking about it on Facebook, but I had no idea. You don't Facebook. I, don't I put I tagged you on a post on Facebook. It was people. It was this reporter talking about how terrible it was. The hurricane. Oh my God! And there's carnage, and we've had 140 mile an hour winds. And then these two mountain bikers just fucking cruise behind her, and just fucking <laughs> just total photo bomb behind her, and it totally just blow everything she was saying. Like it's a lie. People are riding their bicycles. I saw a video That's of a awesome. reporter standing in front of uh, the beach. I think it was in Tampa before the hurricane hit and talking about how horrible the weather was. And then there's a dude in the background just standing in the, in the surf fishing. <laughs> All right. The best one was fish guns. You guys showed me one yesterday that I still can't stop laughing. And I'm sure she got fucked up, man. But it's this reporter talking about how dangerous it is outside. And then just a stop sign just wails her right in the head, man. And mm. I'm sorry, but it's fucking funny, man. All right. I choose to that think she was all right, okay? <laughs> Let's cover some news here, man. Yeah, it serves a right for working for the news anyhow, no? Um, I mean, no. It's not like all news is bad. Are you sure? Granted. Sorry. Dude, all right, okay, yeah, we are getting in the news, so this is the transition. Yes, it depends on where you listen to the news. News, <laughs> negativity, negative news is ratings, right? Bad news is ratings. <laughs> there was this Don't news, watch the There's this news reporter today, Sparky went up, put something on Google+. Plus. He goes, this looks, looks like it could be Katie Kay's daughter, and it's this, uh, like, 10-year-old chick, just uh, a 10, 10-year-old girl, and she just walks up to the news guy. The news guy tries to interview her for, like, Info Wars or something like that, and she just goes, you're an idiot. <laughs> she goes, fuck you. <laughs> It was awesome. All right, let's talk about California and legal marijuana is almost here. If only pot farmers were on board out of the New York Times. Yeah, hey, do I want to keep on selling it tax-free for cash? Or do I want to sign up for a system where if I don't fucking work to the letter of the law, they'll raid me and take everything I've ever owned? Sounds like a tough (laughs) decision here. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of growers out there. They're basically, uh, man, I didn't even know how many seizures have been done. Like, I was trying to find the stats here. Here we go. It goes, so far this year, Mendocino County sheriffs uh, have raided 74 sites and eradicated more than 90,000 plants. Now, even if those numbers are a little fudged, it's a shit ton of plants, man. Um, and this is mostly all outdoor growth too. So we're talking about some plants, some right. yielding plants, you know. Um, and because the legal plots are identified by helicopter and then destroyed by a convoy of well-armed police officers and a plant shredder towed by a pickup. I wonder what the growers have a nickname for that plant shredder. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta, there's got to be something, something good. I bet the soul um, crusher. I mean, the helicopter in the sky, they're showing a picture um, from the you know of a grow from the sky and they said even from 800 feet up they could get the 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 odor of cannabis filling the cabin of the helicopter and i'm like why would you grow it that i mean i guess it's just take the risk um you can grow x amount of plants still they have the medical system in place out there it's said in the way but, their medical system is set up that everything is just a misdemeanor basically you could have a thousand pounds in a hotel room in mendocino county and there's a high likelihood you'll just get charged with a misdemeanor yeah, and getting back to that here. Cannabis Heroes thing, that's because somebody did that. Somebody fought for that shit. That shit didn't just magically happen. I was actually listed. That was in the book, man. You know, interesting stuff, though. And Yeah, this is generational, obviously, as far as there's part of this article. 
that was saying, hey, you know, my uh, my grandma did it. My great-grandma, right. they did None of them had to do licensing. Why the hell am I going to go? Plus the paperwork involved with it. Even the paperwork alone can deter somebody to be like, man, I, heard, I did really want to do that. But did you hear about how much fucking paperwork there is? But <laughs> so, I, I was there was one of these where the guy was just like uh, he sees the helicopter flying over. He goes, "That's my price. <laughs> that's my price insurance system. That ensures the price stays high, man." Like he didn't even hate the helicopters going by, man. Shit. I guess like you guys are like uh, Guru saying it mentioned in the article. Yeah, the reason why it's like even if you do have a chance of not getting raided, you probably maybe there's so many grows that they only have so much time to raid so many grows, so they pick and choose who they're going to raid. Do you know what I heard? These pounds. I I will talk to one of our favorite guys. He'll remain nameless, but one of our crew that we really respect his opinions and is pretty deep. What do you think pounds? This kind of pound goes for in California. Seven ninety five. Unfortunately, it's a dollar a gram, four hundred and fifty dollars a pound, man. Really? Is that crazy or what? I guess that's, that's why what you got to grow so much. I mean, I'm looking at a picture down here. <laughs> Interesting enough, there's probably about over a hundred of these uh, roots organic or they're, they're Roy Innovations seven oh seven soil mix. It's right. a bigger twenty pound camouflage bag. And this is how I actually used to grow, grow in my grow room. I'd grow right in the Roots Organics 10-pound uh, bags and just roll down the edges, mix a nice grow pot. I mean, these are all plants have all been confiscated. You can see the shredder operating in the background of the pitcher. Pull the shredder right up to grow. Talk about, and the grower says, man, you know, everything was, I was, was doing awesome, no troubles, and these people just came, ruined my life. I mean, imagine having to see your freaking grow grow through a shredder i'd have to walk away oh that's wrong yeah i know for what reason man it's good medicine it is good medicine and what they're trying to do now is just make it so you got to go buy it for 15 dollars a gram it, 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 oh. i remember i used to have to pay 15 dollars a gram what's that that's about a hundred dollars for a quarter that shit's expensive man it's not you know it doesn't make it makes you want to smoke a little tiny oney and not roll a fucking joint and give it to your neighbor and i will tell you that uh it does seem like uh, Google Ads, everything's starting to work right, man. In this article for me, Scotty, there's an ad for beneficial insects. Hell, <laughs> at least it's working, man. It used to, all they used to ever sell me is shit that I already bought, you know? Uh, and it, but they play this, uh, law enforcement in this article plays it as saying, look, the crime it's bringing, man. There's crime here in Mendocino County. There has been murders. There has been, you know, some shit slashings, robberies, gunpoint oh, robberies. Yeah. There was a guy that got and 100 like, and something well, years in, in uh, Colorado because he killed his partner, put him in the car, drove it to a national forest, and then set the car on fire. It caused a fucking forest fire, man. Yeah, this should, anytime you're dealing with a whole shitload of money, you're going to be dealing with people that are fucking willing to do crazy shit for that money, man. But it's prohibition that causes that. It's the you know what I mean. So, so that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. So true. It's it's not the plant. It's the money that's doing it. If you let everybody just grow a half a dozen or eighteen plants, you know, on their side yard or whatever, and it just was something everybody was used to, you wouldn't have this stuff anymore. It would be devalued. And you know what? Your kids wouldn't run won't be running around thinking it's so cool, and everybody wearing you know. If you go look at like what the kind of I have a 12 year old so I see the kind of things that they market to them and it's very cannabis centric you know the rap and the you know all the music and stuff like that it's because it's forbidden you want to do your parents won't let you do this so check it out I do it man I'm cool I wonder though out there if it's like you know it's got some good old boy regulation going on with the sheriff's department too because you know to to organize the raids and plan that all that they probably prioritize it either by the size of the grow or you know, I wonder if the guy's like, what's the address? And he's like, oh, 
Oh, that's the Walters. Actually, you know, they've been re- a really good family. Right. They've been, you know, like under the table money or whatever. You know, maybe it's is it, it, Yeah, maybe a lot of under the table money. Maybe a lot of just, I don't really want to bust them. They don't do anything wrong. I don't want to bust them. You know? Yeah, that too. Being like, they're just good people. Tolerated. Other enough enough other i think that's how this world to used with. to work man you know they wouldn't bust every still in the county they'd be oh they're all right over there man they ain't cause no harm you know maybe it was a do no harm kind of uh you know kind of philosophy before we got so many people on top of each other yeah interesting well i uh i i feel you i don't think i'd I be like in line quote, to man. get fully regulatory what's up this quote you could have a thousand pounds in your hotel room right now and you might chart be charged with just a misdemeanor sheriff of mendocino oh, weren't County you listening says, earlier <laughs> I, I just think that's awesome man a thousand pounds in your hotel room did you say that exact thing that thing stuck out at me man uh yeah anyway i'd start anyway man nice you know what it's time for a break and we got to get some grow talk up in here, man. Some more grow talk. Let's so do it, man. Let's take a break. We'll be right back and uh, with the grow talk. They said not to do it. They said it was wrong. Better know when you use it, you're breaking the law. But it's still your best tool for breaking down walls Cannabis heroes are still something we need Real cannabis freedom is something to see You can hide it from the work and the PTA Cause cannabis plants can still put you away While you quietly smoke before work every day Stop oppressing good people for loving good weed Real cannabis freedom is something to see To be used as medicine, it's painfully clear It's what you believe, but you still hold the fear And it's time for big changes now that everyone's here Cannabis heroes are still something we need The cannabis hero must speak for the weed You can start with yourself and come grow some with me Let's get after it here. What do we got here? What do we got here? Come on. You want to see what's going on in the grow? Actually, hashtag DGC Garden, man. Somebody actually did it. Leave it to my boy Michigan Matt, man, to actually follow the rules, man, or at least to help a brother out. So um, hashtag DGC Garden on Instagram. Scotty's playing around with Instagram. So uh, looking for good stuff to feature on the show. 
So if you ha- this is Michigan Matt hashtag DGC Garden. This is Gorilla Glue number four, just pounding it out. Day sixty six, close to finish. Look, the first one is Stack Life. That is fucking stacked right there, man. That is beautiful, and I love. Look at all the fans. Look at the clean walls. Look at the uh, temperature sensor right in the center. Uh, the beautiful scrogging. Everything is tight, tight there. That's what you do when you're a fucking pro, man. Well done, sir. Yeah, the scrogging's definitely got. You got. You're gonna have really good yield here with your scrogging for sure. And uh, yeah, not plenty of the 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 wall. The fans that are wall mounted oscillating are my favorite types of air movement fans to keep shit up off the floor and clean. But yep. uh, yeah, but I want Michigan Matt crushing it. Beautiful, tight work, brother. Man, I did did a little bit of work in my grow today or yesterday rather. Should uh, I have a hashtag? It's called experiment or just lazy, man. Because I just took, I just took like six, seven pounds of recharge, just like a third of a jug, you know, and just was like all the stuff that was just like kind of laying around, the dust that you sweep up and all that. And uh, I uh, uh, just put water in it and super heavy, just put it in the beds, just with a ton, a ton of water, just to kind of dilute it. Um, and how much recharge it was had it? To be at least six pounds, man. It might have been closer, closer to eight. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was an insane amount. Six to eight pounds yep. in both beds. In both, in both beds, just kind of, just kind of flooded it. And just the idea was, I want to see if what too much does, man. I want to see if if you just put <laughs> a ton in there. Is there a such thing? Is it going to bloom up? Is it you know? Is there is there going to be a, no. a you know, something where you'll see in the next couple of days uh, where it'll have a big flush of growth and and then it'll stop? I kind of just want to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I would say you're yeah you, you reach a point of being beneficial, but after that, it's not going to like harm the plant. I wouldn't think. Yeah, and I don't. I know. You, I know. Like the kelp, the phytohormones in the kelp are work in very small doses. What happens when you put a whole shitload of it in there, man? You're gonna have mega buds, dude. Well, I don't think Total so. Total mega buds. I don't think so. But anyway, I, you know, I'm doing these beds. I'm not going to be messing with these beds. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff in these beds that are growing. Uh, that are going to be that green manure that you're supposed to cut. Uh, so, you know, I, I think eventually it will it, it will uh, be used up. What, when winter say, comes here, you're just going to cut all your green material and just let it lay there over winter? Yeah, yeah. No good? Right Mulch on. over top of right it. Right on, right on. Yeah, I, what, I, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I was reading that book to, uh, yesterday, and it was talking about the uh, earthworms. You know, and the earthworms are the ones that they go up there, and they're the ones that eat that. And they, they cut that stuff up, and they, they grind it up, and they bring it down below the surface. It's kind of interesting. They're like your, your low-till kind of thing. Yeah. I'm going to wonder about your earth. What, I mean, everything's going to shut down, though. It is. So. Yeah, I know. You've kind of deflated my sails now talking about winter. <laughs> I'm not an outdoor grower from Colorado. I'm an outdoor grower from Florida. Winter's our time, man, okay? I got my outdoor plant killing it. The dwarf. Yet to make a video for you guys, but it is it is getting nice. Like I walk by it and get that floral floral aroma right. of an outdoor flower. Just like, hmm, that smells so nice. And then uh, it's uh, budding out really good now. It's time to keep an eye out for some pests. Um, indoors, I'm keeping that that plant outdoors now. I'm taking off the neem schedule, like the flowers are maturing off. I really don't want to spray neem anymore. Okay, so I'll probably just be keeping an eye out. It's probably release some ladybugs here and there, and if nothing else, I won't be spraying anything on it. I do freshwater rinses still. If it hasn't rained, I give it a freshwater rinse because you do see accumulation just from you know your neighbors mowing the lawn or whatever accumulation of a little bit 
of a film that I would think block photosynthesis slightly. So I like to keep it clean. Right. Just go out there with the hose and hose it down a little bit. It's so dry here. I'm not worried about like people be like, oh my gosh, bud rot. I'm like, yeah, it's, it'll be all right. Right. Ooh, I did just scare myself by saying bud rot because last year I got bud <laughs> rot on. Uh, Dude, I went out to check plant. on my big monster plant yesterday in the greenhouse and I realized mm-hmm. it was like 10 at night and I realized that uh, my neighbor has a fucking floodlight on every night, like on the barn. And I'm like, dude, is that enough to screw up flowering? But it's not. You know, even if, it's got to be a 400 watt floodlight on his barn 40 feet or 50 feet away. Yeah. I would say, looking at your plant, like you said, it's not. It's working out. Right. Flowering well. Right. On, uh, other in my garden, uh, I just did uh, some training last night, training for an even canopy. Took a video where I had two central, you know, your central cola that wanted to be bigger than everything else. Trained those over. Threw up video over on uh, Dude Grow's YouTube channel, so check that right. out. Uh, and then I'm about done with the stretch as well. I'm over, I'm like three and a half weeks into bloom on these Napa fires, which has been a little bit not par- I don't know, I won't call it paranoid. I'm like, dude, I can't let these get too big. I, I've never grown under 140 watt light right. before. So I was kind of like, am I going to have enough? And I'm trying really to keep on that. Um, but check it out if you guys want to update on the video over at Dude Grows YouTube. And then, uh, yeah, remind you guys also to don't forget you can call into the show. Uh, 833-420-2420. Yeah. If you want to give a report, follow Prohibition Report wherever you're at. Um, and that, that phone number is also over at DudeGrows.com up in the upper left. That's uh, 833-420-2420. And let's do, um, what we got? Let's get into the grow talk, man. You know what, you know what, man? We actually got a fall prohibition report, man. Let's take two seconds and uh, listen, oh, okay, listen cool. to what kind of thirsty has to say over, over there in the heart of prohibition land, man. Over there in Texas. Lord, hit it. Come on. Hey, Duke, Scotty, Guru, how you doing today? Kind of thirsty from the forums. I just want to give you a little short report from Belly uh, of the Beast over here in prohibition land. <clears throat> two things I've noticed. Uh, one is encouraging and one's not. Uh, the one that's not is how uh, seriously they're prosecuting, uh, what do you call it, uh, excuse me, uh, concentrate, it's a third three felony, it's bad news, and kids are getting this, you know, so, so, but the encouraging thing is, and I had to dig deep to find it, my wife said she noticed this, is that it's been, a, it's been medically uh, approved for September 1st, I didn't know anything about it, and I keep up with it. Uh, so I had to dig deep to find it in the news, but yeah, unfortunately, the THC is only—it can only be 0.5 percent. Which is, <laughs> at any rate, I think it's a step in the right direction. Hopefully, we'll get into uh, maybe some decriminalization in the state of Texas. And you guys, have a good day. Love yourself. Appreciate it. All right, nice. Thank you, kind of thirsty. Pretty cool stuff, man. Um, interesting that it's medically allowed now in Texas as of September 1st. Uh, lame that 0.5% THC. I mean, Jesus, man. What's up with the what? whole yeah. plant medicine? And it is lame that fucking kids, you know, concentrates are cannabis. I mean, I don't understand, you know, who's confused that concentrates are any more dangerous than cannabis. You smoke a hit of concentrate, uh, it's not much different than smoking a hit of cannabis. So I don't understand why for suddenly it's a third-degree felony to have concentrates there. Jeez, that's a, a good way to ruin a kid's life, man, before they even get it started. So cheers yeah, and jeers. horrible. I say jeers and jeers, man. It sounds like Texas got their yeah. head up their ass a little bit, no? A lot. A lot of it. <laughs> no offense. I'm sure it's a lovely place, but I just mean with cannabis, man. 
All right, well, I'm going to take it into LaGrow Talk here. I'm not sure I've got ever been from... to Texas, man. I think I was too scared to anywhere. I'll, I'll go around. Thank you. That don't sound like the place I would ever visit. Grotalk question from Wononok, titled, oh no, Mites. It says, hey, all first time grower here. And I had a mites question. Once I started blooming, I got thrips and broad mites. Dun, 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 dun. I used pyganic and neem seed extract plus predator mites and ladybugs. Any other suggestions for this late in bloom? I have a few plants and going organic as possible, but so any tips are sweet. Thanks. And we also had another question, which we're just going to be chiming on the same sure. thing. Um, russet mites and broad mites. So this one's titled Russet Mites Help by Stoner Steve. Because russet mites and broad mites are pretty much, we're in the same, what are we going to say here? Genus, family, species, pain in the ass. Yes, sir. Same pain in the ass. <laughs> so Stoner Steve, before we give solutions, said, I've been seeing what looks like a little molder fungus, kind of brown slash tan on top of surface leaves. Hit it with... A hydrogen peroxide with neem and transport, interesting mix, as I saw a few spider mites too. Did this three times. It looked as things were getting better. I noticed the brown and tan stuff was back. Took a better look, and they were crawling slowly. It's definitely, and this is a good picture he took here in this uh, post. It's definitely russet mites. One room is day 25, and the other is day day nine of flower. So, man, you got to start acting quick. Um, he goes, what's needed to defeat them? I don't want to start over as I have three plants slash phenos I've searched so long and hard for. He goes, he can control heat humidity well, but to get it to 70 or lower, the lights need to be off. Also, electricity is a concern, and I would rather not have to run the air conditioner and dehumidifier fighting the lights continuously. I hear you, man. Sealed room of CO2 he has. So let's see here. Well, you fought russets before, right? Yeah, this russets indoor garden in flower. Um, and he's those plants that are nine. So let's just start with the early flower. So the early flower, the plants that are nine days in, I'm pretty comfortable with him spraying up and down with some stuff if he'd like. Um, I usually like to like if I when I had russet mites, first off, I had like four plants in the garden, and for whatever reason, they loved. Maybe they came on it. They absolutely loved this silver, sil- super silver haze. I think it was or something. Okay. And that plant had so many on there. And then I sprayed once, and what I used, I found that they didn't like they don't like cinnamon oil. Ed Rosenthal's product, zero tolerance. Okay. Um, I would dilute. I didn't use it at label strength, and I would test spray it on your plant because you can burn with it. I used zero tolerance at half strength as one of my sprays. Um, and when I got their population in check, that one plant, that super silver haze or whatever, they're just back on it like strong. And I'm like, you know what that means? Time for you to die, plant. So. I, he didn't have this option as far as he, Stoner Steve really wants to keep his phenos that are like 25 days in the bloom. Right. Um, but I was like, you know, if, if you have a plant that's infested or for whatever reason these pests are loving this plant, I'm like, okay, I'm getting rid of it. I didn't, I mean, plus at the same time, I knew I could get rid of like a thousand of those things. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, definitely. All in one fell swoop. So we going out. After that, plants that are, you know, nine day early flower, two weeks or less. We're not worried about spraying the flowers too much. I used that zero tolerance. I used to, if you guys listen to the podcast in the way earlier episodes, I had this recipe. Um, if you also search dude grows russet mites, you can find a lot of information, but I used uh bonide eight, what had that permethrin in it. Sure. And then, uh, I'd rotate between those two, but in between sprays, I'd also have my plants. I'd put them in the shower and completely rinse, do a mechanical, right? I'd rinse them off, which I also know is this isn't a full treatment, but it's part of your battle. It's, it's physically knocking some off there. 
Um, and I wanted to rinse my plant off between sprays because I was on a three-day spray cycle. So that, for me, being persistent in veg or early bloom, persistent meaning I took the plants completely out of the garden. One at a time, I walked all the way around, completely saturated with spray, got as close as possible to 100% coverage. Like, you can't just spray the canopy for right. these things. you got to get everything um, and you can do that. So that's one way of doing it. Now I know you're probably gonna think, okay, if you're, but what about beneficials? Yeah, that's, for me, that's what like, I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking, but you're gonna want to you go for you're it. You're gonna want to have the beneficials not have an uphill battle that they have to. Fight oh, sure. Against. I'm all for taking them and putting them in the shower or taking something. I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the fogger that Guru and I pass back and forth. Uh, that thing is an am- something amazing where it's able to atomize, you know, whatever you put in there. You know, a lot of times, even with these not really toxic pesticides, it's about getting contact, you know. And if you just got a droplet, that droplet hits or misses that bug, um, you know, or that egg, you don't really get everything. So to have something where, it, you know, I'm thinking about that fogger is a really good tool to have when you're uh, applying any kind of pesticides or any kind of, uh, you know, preventative even. And especially with Oil. lights, cu- I would say to use like a pyrethrum or something like that to knock them, knock down the population initially. Right. And then go at them with, there's a couple different uh, biological miticides and insecticides that you can use, uh, like Grandivo and PFR 97 are two. Uh, and those are, yeah, those I, are I funguses mean, that work by uh, like piercing the cuticle of the insect. Right. The fungus grows in Ooh, them, like that. kills them. And then spread spores from the insect body. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish we could watch a movie yeah, of that happening. Cool. I seen Grandivo in the eighties, man. Good shit. But yeah, like you're saying, obviously beneficials aren't cheap. You know, I looked up. Uh, there's the species I did use. The uh, Ander. What is it? Amber. Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce Ambercillus it. Ambercillus ambersonii. Yeah, yeah, that one. So after I did all my spraying and stuff, you know, these things are so small. You got to scope them with the sixty times that. Um, people will think that they got them and your plants look better, but then they start to come back a little bit. That's when I like my beneficial hit. Beneficials now to order, now the minimal order here on Arbico Organics has been, uh, you get 100 Gemini sachets um, for $135. I don't even know if that includes shipping. Now what that is, that's those little sachets or sachets that you hang. You hang in your your plants, and it's kind of like a timed release. They slowly crawl out of there and go around. And I found on my outdoor that worked good, but I sure as heck did use uh, other other things initially with the spray to get them in check. So and persistence, man. This these suck so bad because they make your garden work like I don't know fourfold. Like you're definitely working harder, especially if you have a sizable garden. So true. Not having a real big garden at the time, I had four plants to deal with. I could treat them well with a spray program maybe when you have a huge garden another one other thing we'll mention before we move on is we've talked about it uh the heat treatment people have done the heat treatment i've talked to commercial like people that not just in the forums or whatever where you're saying uh turn the temperature in your grow room up to 115 for 20 minutes with some circulation fans it's probably going to help if you got your co2 running up to 115 um, Repeat this weekly until the mites are gone. Doing that's really good for powdery way. mildew too. It's any temperature over ninety-five for PM pretty much stops them completely. Because yeah, I mean it makes sense for insects. They're on like a an exponential curve for how fast they re- reproduce. Right as temperature goes up, but at a certain point, it just cascades down and they just explode. Yeah. Like yeah, they, I mean, they can't reproduce at that high a temperature. Yeah, but it's only for fifteen minutes. It must sterilize them or something, you know. 
I can tell you that uh, your plant, I mean, if you're obviously water your garden in well, make sure your plants are healthy, happy, and not stressed in other manners. But I'm I'm comfortable with that. You're not going to take your plants out in 20 minutes. I don't know how the hell I'm going to get you know? it up to 120 to 115 degrees in you know really quickly in 20 minutes. I guess I could turn the lights off, you know, turn turn the air air cooling system off and just let it start cooking. Depend on your light. Yeah, if you turn off your AC and all that intake, and uh, I mean, depend on the lighting. I don't think spend the money on the predators, man. Yeah, I'm gonna do it all, dude. I'm a I'm going to turn it into a desert for 20 minutes, and then I'm a. You can't do that with your predators, obviously, and they're going to kill them as well. But anyway. you know, I would. Uh, I, I remember reading somewhere that you could drown spider mites, and spider mites hated. This was traditional two-spotted spider mite, but I was able to control them uh, with just water, with just a fine mist of water. I actually got the garden hose out and uh, put one of those, like you know, the sprayers that has like the finest mist. This is way back in the day, by any means necessary. I wasn't spraying my fucking buds, man, and I just would do a super fine mist of water on top of them and uh totally it can work and it worked i would have to do it like every day during like week five six and seven it's amazing i didn't get fucking bud mold no five and six i would say but yeah i was spraying these things man it's probably i think i was doing the show then man i think we were talking about it back then yeah definitely uh, i did it with mechanical removal that's what i call it cold water like yep. this dude had only about 10 days left till he had to harvest, but he went out of town and came back to some webbing, but still really great flowers. And I'm like, we're hitting these flowers every other day with high-pressure ice water. Yep. And make sure you get your dehumidifier running properly and we don't get outside of that good primer. I mean, the low-pressure anyway. ice water, man. Low pressure. Really tiny water Let's droplet. move on to another Grok Talk question. Yes, sir. But before we do, I will shout out to Arx Green Solutions. Some guys, if you want to know what to put in your cloner, it up man hit up their life it makes your cuts basically look like they have not been cut like it never happened <laughs> like, like it never happened hey that's what the uh, cuts i'm giving you it's all i used was nice. the life cloning solution i had a quarter of life here so this morning when bruce banner said hey man i need, I need that shit that uh <laughs> that that uh guru used man so i gave him my last quarter life but yeah, it's good stuff as far as the cloning solution. I goes. soak my media Excellent. in it, my my rooters and all that. Scotty does another step, and he likes to do just a dip in it in concentration. I seen it done, man. I seen it done. You take like a maybe a teaspoon of it, or tape, I say a tablespoon. Throw it in a, a shot glass, so it's about half filled, and then just take your cuts and dip them in there, and let them sit in there for a minute, man. I, yeah, don't cross contaminate. Don't dip right in your bottle. No, gross. No way, man. Check them out, guys. Good cloning product, as well as they got some awesome other products, some base nutrients and some additives, and I've ran it all and give it yeah. four thumbs up. All right. Bloom Booster from Danger Boy, or Danger 58, goes, good morning, Scotty Dude, and of course, the one and only guru. <laughs> you, yo, DGC, tell me what you know about high-power Bloom Boosters. I have some Humboldt County Zone Sonic Bloom sitting on the shelf that I'm thinking about hitting my three-week post-flip girls with. I used this on my very first run a couple years ago and did not have any business messing around when not knowing anything. Now, a few runs later, I have very healthy three-week flowering girls, and I think I want to hit them with a booster. The plants are Irie Genetics, Firefly, and Bag Seed that followed me back from Mexico. Sweet. Cocoa-based, Blue Mountain Organic Newts, local worm castings, Bokashi Juice, and a Recharge. Hey, whoa, whoa. Hang on a second here, man. That don't go, that up? don't go with Bloom Booster. That what, uh, what's the, up? The all re- this organic Bokashi? stuff. You're gonna shut that stuff down. If you now, let me okay. finish the question right. here. He goes every watering, 
all under Hordelux 600 watt HPS in a closet. He goes, what does the DGC think? 99% organically grown so far. So having conflicting thoughts on hitting them with something, I can't even read the ingredient list. The concentration is ridiculously high. A 0-MPK. 0-51-34. So that, like, don't we look at that if we have a 0-51-34? Like if that was a, a liquid court. If that was like a liquid court, wouldn't it be like a, f- a zero five three? No, basically zero. Fi- it's just concentrate. It's um, all how much you dilute it to a zero, zero five yeah, three. Yeah, based on. Uh, well, he we got one teaspoon of this stuff does five gallons. He goes, let me know what everyone thinks. Uh, he's got some good picks here. We already heard what Scotty thinks. The concern here is you're going to put all this phosphorus in this bloom booster in the and you're gonna you're gonna shut down your your rhizosphere yes right now your plant is is mining that from the soil from the from the nutrients that are in uh the exudates first off it gets it from the exudates from the mycorrhizae and fungal network that you've developed then the dead roots provide nutrition for the plant as well and that's where it's getting its nutrients from the, the bacteria and fungi eat they, they eat, and then they, what they make, they, they use maybe 20%, 30% of the nutrient. They excrete everything else out in this ionic plant available form. Um, that's what you're relying on right now. When you go dump... This one's really pushing, too. It has B vitamins, though. It goes 20 times the vitamin B1 and other popular boom boosters, plus vitamin B2, B3, and B6. You remind me of the, the thing on Facebook this morning that was like, vape your vitamins, man. It's good for you, man. It's a vitamin vaporizer. Also, they say we use a Patterson slash Kelly pharmaceutical blender to disperse precisely. Every teaspoon has exactly the right amount. What's up with the B vitamins, Guru? Do you know why they're going to want to put these, these four different B vitamins in here and do a bloom booster? Uh, not specifically with the bloom booster, no. Mm-mm. It goes stimulate resinous oil and fragrance production in many flowers and medicinal herbs. I mean, the, the philosophy gonna, you know, of this is that you, the plant can can benefit from a, an addition of was it, it's phosphorus and then it's in, in the middle of bloom and then potassium at the end. So I would even be kind of weary. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't think this is is good for. If you don't mind production. going off your organic, you're not going to fully shut down your eyes. I, I sure as hell wouldn't use it at full strength. You know, you know me. I'm big. Like, use it at quarter strength first. Check it out. See how it does. Go to quarter strength. This this grow, um, and then you know I, I don't I don't feel like when I'm using my new millennium or I'm watering in this soul synthetics bloom that. Everything in my rhizosphere is like, ah, oh, shit, we're just done now. No, the rhizosphere I mean, processes most of the nutrient anyway. The, the, your, your nutrient, whether you're in a organic or synthetic, you still have bacteria that process things. It's not like it's a ster- that process a nutrient. It still goes through the bacteria. It's not sterile. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but is, it is, that is a, ultimately the grower's decision. If he's trying to stay more organic... I do think you'll see results with it. Um, and the way I do it with all these things with bottles and stuff is I think the reason I, I mean, I'm force feeding re- uh, recharge into my, and then I'm also, but I'm not force feeding. How, how are you my force nutrients. feeding recharge? Recharge just has microbes. Well, I shouldn't say force feeding. Like I'm using, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I'm not, it's not a one-time inoculation for me every week. I'm putting some more in there. You're Granted, you're going to say, well, in there. you're not force feeding anything though. You're adding bacteria and fungi to the soil that are able to either multiply or not multiply according to the amount of space and, and resources that they have. It's a hell of a lot different yeah. than dumping chemical. This, this, this plant's, I totally disagree yes, with force you. force feeding man. would have been a, a, a bad Yeah, but I totally disagree agree. with you. Yeah. I think I, I would not advise this guy to go and throw a bunch of, uh, uh, 
in any concentration, something that starts as a zero fifty one thirty four. Uh, on plants that are are blooming with you know if if they're blooming with uh, under an organic uh, regimen i think this really will it's like throwing a bomb into it man yeah because i don't know much about the the blue mountain it says blue mountain organic newts true i hear you if it's all if it's all in harmony now why try to throw this wrench into it a little bit i got you i got you feeling you a little bit more yeah anyway I like to try and use a lot of stuff. <laughs> I, don't know, I would. I think so, you got to commit to either organic or synthetic, but you can't throw a bunch of. Uh, uh, no, you don't have to commit to organic or synthetic. That's the whole thing behind what I'm doing with the. You know, I feed both ways. Just because if I use again New Millennium's line, but I also use a liquid. You know, then I use some. You can uh, do a organic synth- top dress synthetic with with organic additives. Hell yeah, go for it. Completely organic nutrient with synthetic additives. I don't think it works, man. Yeah, you're only bringing in one. Yeah. You know, organic nutrients. When you're using those things, you're getting the soil to mine. You're getting the plant, uh, the the microbes and the bacteria to mine its own nu- nutrition from the soil. You know, you fortify the soil, and then the plant, the bacteria, yeah. and fungi mine nutrition and deliver it to the soil. Man, as soon as you start dumping salts on there, it, it's just different, man. Different sets of bacteria work and process, and uh, uh, it's it's just a completely different ballgame. I will agree with you 89%. Yes, on man. At, qu- at quarter strength, you're agreeing with me, man? <laughs> yes. So let's, uh, let's get ready to put it in the bag, man. Let's get ready to put it in the let's bag, guys. We'll get some more. Uh, I always have my, my inner. You know, I was like, we'll get some more grow talk on tomorrow's show. We didn't do too bad today. I always want to make sure we're blending it in. Oh, come on. It's uh, Monday, man. I had all shit to think about all weekend. Cut me some slack. I thought it was Tuesday, bro. <laughs> too- it is Tuesday. Going on? Sorry, man. I told you, I wake up tomorrow today. Today. All right, let's do some shout-outs here. Guys, go over to dudegrows.com, too, as well. Get some grow talk up there for us. Beginner questions, intermediate questions. These guys aren't going to know the answer to this shit questions. Hook it up. Love it. Love hearing from you on that end. Is it really Uh, 4.20 a.m., too, sir? Is that what's going on here, man? Yes. Peter, I'm going to start it out with you guys uh, that are hanging out. You members and contributors, Elmer Bud and B. Z blooms. Yeah, iCloud Smoke and Merbear Grows. Kata and Rayo, what up? <laughs> Almost and Humboldt 420. Van Halide. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Laid back stoner. Oh, I love it, man. Canalytics, Don Knight. <laughs> midnight, mid, midnight Sun. Okay. And or Organic. And don't forget about. Dan, Lieutenant 420. Yeah! Love it. Alright, peace out, guys, and stay high. Hey, read the dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on. It's just weed, it's just weed, in my toolbox there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill, it's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine, go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed, and 
Smoking weed, I ain't done nothing wrong. 